Board colleagues, questions and comments? Ms. Lento. Mm -hmm. Thank you for the presentation. I really appreciate it. Um, I have a question regarding slide 16, where we say that we consider options uh, for Ed Center. Um, I'm sorry, is it 16? I'm sorry, it's 17. Where we look at the middle school capital projects and we look at swing use of the Ed Center after fall 2023. So with that statement, if I go back to slide 13, I, I am confused a little bit as to why we would put the 2023 date there. So as things stand today, and according to this uh, slide on 13, we have 600 um, seats coming online at the Ed Center at 2021 for high school. We have 800 seats coming online, and it looks like we need them between 2023 to 2025. So in 2026, we would be 48 students over with the 800 seats. We'd, we would be a deficit of 48 students. So my question is, is at that point, we will have met our needs for high school. And so in 2026, I could then see, okay, we're going to start a new project. I, I'm just concerned, I just don't understand why we would look at the Ed Center for swing space at middle school in 2023. It does not correlate with anything else that was presented on this. And if we wanna use swing, uh, the Ed Center for swing space uh, for middle schools, I think it needs to be much later in the CIP process because at 500 students deficit in the middle school, if you divide that by six, it's 100 students at every middle school. And if our middle school capacity is about 1,000 students, that's 110% capacity, which some of our schools are managing well now. The 125 is too much, and not that I want to not to have overcapacity schools, but I, I just don't, I'm, I'm struggling to understand that if you said we'll look at the Ed Center for Swing Space in 2027, 2028, when we are going to have a place to move these 600 seats, high school seats, where, where would we put the 600 high school seats? And if we are going to change that, then I think we do need to have a public process. Uh, I think a vote would need to take place. So. You know, I, I need to understand how staff and, and or Dr. Murphy are looking at this so that I know the process and when I go out to the community, I can explain to them, here are the potential changes that are coming, this is how you engage. Or everything stands as it is today. I just, I'm, I'm a little bit confused right now. So this was this is optimistic. This was sort of thinking best case scenario as the read process was going on and we saw extra seats coming through one of the proposals that came up with more seats. It was sort of thinking, okay, if we see that when we get some of these proposals and we could put more seats, it wouldn't be moving anything out of here until we had those seats someplace else. So we're not we won't have those seats in time to do that. So it was probably optimistic at the time as we were sort of looking through options. We need those high school seats in 2021, which we said, and until we find that capacity someplace else, um, we would not even go there. Um, those seats are, are needed. So the 600 seats that are at the Ed Center, we wouldn't use the Ed Center for something else until we found another place for those 600 seats. But we don't have a framework for 
finding a place for that in our CIP right now. That that hasn't been discussed or anything. Okay, thank you. Go ahead, Ms. Van Dorn. Okay, I find this extremely confusing when it comes to a framework, and I will say what I've been saying since December. I need to know the money, I need to know the projections, and I need to know the time frame. I have somewhat of the time frame and somewhat of the projections, but I need to know the money, and I know we're going to get that on Tuesday evening. So I'm waiting for that. We got a little bit of a taste of that with our meeting with the county board, so I have some numbers in my head that we're working within and projects that we have online. I'm going to reiterate something Ms. Salento just said. We voted to put 600, between five and 600 seats at the Ed Center for high school seats, seven to 800 seats at the Career Center. To our community, last June, after an extensive community engagement project process in which everybody weighed in on what we were going to be doing, we voted and said we were putting the seats here and at the Career Center. It is uh, confusing, I'll use that word. It, it, it really is, I think, a disruption to be saying that we might use it for something else. And I really uh, can't get my mind around it. How we would put 600 students here in 2021 and then two years later move them somewhere else, personally as a parent, I wouldn't put my kids there. And I, I think, it's, I think it, it creates instability at a period of time when everybody is feeling unsteady. And I think if we need anything else, particularly after we have had people's trust and they've engaged and had input and we've made a decision, albeit not perfect. I know that many, many people want a comprehensive high school. I think we're working towards that. Hopefully we can work towards that in a location. I don't think in this CIP it's going to come true, but for right now, these were the decisions we made. I find this statement about using this as swing space to be um, difficult to understand. I just, I can't understand it now. That said, I also find it difficult to understand that we assess this for elementary seats when we moved that this was going to be for high school seats. So I know now that dollars have been expended to assess this for elementary seats, and I don't know where that came from either. And I'm very, very confused about it. And I think it creates an unsettling feeling in the community. So let's put it all on the table, let's talk about it on Tuesday, and let's be clear, because I think we owe that to the community after a long, extensive, bought into engagement process, which we are actually becoming, having the reputation for actually engaging and putting things on the table and talking with people, and Ms. Stengel, you, you and your staff did such a fabulous job last year. Doing something like this out of the blue, it makes people nervous because that's the old way we used to do business. And people don't want us to go back that way. So I'm just imploring us to have an engagement process around that. So that's one point. My second point is what I will be asking is to explain uh, what our options are for middle school. Mm -hmm. uh, Additions. I'd like to talk about additions. I'd also like to talk about a rigorous effort to optimize the spaces in the middle schools and what would our option look like, both either operationally or doing the same kind of thing we did at all the high schools. I'm not sure we've exhausted that yet, either operationally or in terms of dividing up spaces or even like in Gunston and Jefferson where the, we have shared space with the county 
considering asking for a little bit more of that. 100 kids at each element, middle school is four classrooms. So I really would like us, we have absolutely spent money to optimize the spaces at the high school in a really, really creative way, which really got us 300 seats for $5 million at each of the schools. That's the kind of, with these kind of financial constraints, we have to dig in to as many projects like that as possible. And I'm not convinced that we've really done that at the middle school yet. So I will be looking for that information before I'm told that somehow we're gonna swing middle school kids into this program into this center, and again, I can't even get my mind around what we would, what we would do with 500 kids in this center. And again, I think we're throwing instability into the mix when it's not necessary. So probably I need more information, and I hope that will be forthcoming on Tuesday. But I think I am reflecting the instability that we have just injected into the community at a time we don't need to add that. So I just wanna put everything on the table be clear, be honest, and what I don't see, this is my last point, in this is an engagement process with the community. We have five work sessions for the board. We have a presentation by the superintendent at the next meeting. Then we have a presentation a month later by the board, and then we have a decision by the board. There is not one scheduled community engagement process, and we have new things on the table. So I'm asking you, I'm, I'm a little tired tonight, and I'm sorry, I, I've been, People have been calling me about this because they feel we made a commitment to them. And I don't want to backtrack on that. And I want to be transparent and overt and engage in the way we have come to have the reputation to proceed when we do our, our work. So I want more information about this idea of middle school seats and how that has popped up that way. An engagement process and the money on Tuesday night and, and I would just want to really be communicating this with the community and have the back and forth understanding. Um, but I'm, I'm telling you right now that my personal position is I voted for 600 seats for high school here, 800 seats at the Career Center. That's what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking for developing, I think the Career Center Working Group is incredibly heartening. I think their long range plans are fabulous. I fully support them, but I also fully support having stability and 600 seats here for high school. We need them and we need them going outward. Thank you, Ms. O'Grady. I just wanna say thank you so much um, to everyone who's worked on this. I look forward to getting more information. I'm also cognizant of the fact that the Career Center Working Group is recently shared some of its information and plans and I wanna be, um, I, I'm, I'm interested in their suggestions and I want to be able to consider them as we move forward. So looking forward to more information and understanding how the decisions we make in, uh, for the future are gonna impact our students in the very long term. Thank you. Thank you very much. We're looking forward to the Tuesday work session. Um, I, wanna, I have a couple of, uh, just a process reminder about where we are and then um, a question and maybe a comment. So um, let me just start by talking about April 24th and verifying. So remember we talked earlier that the first half of that work session is gonna be about our budget um, as we go toward finalizing our school board's proposed budget. So we're gonna be clarifying some things about that. So that's presumably gonna be the first hour of Tuesday evening. Just wanna confirm because that did look like a pretty um, aggressive list of um, CIP topics to talk about on Tuesday. Um, so I just wanted to confirm that that's how we're seeing that agenda 
Um, so we'll have an hour to do those topics. We're just learning and listening at that point, so we don't have to, we're not deciding anything, there won't be a major school board discussion, but is an hour enough to do those topics that you wanna do on Tuesday? I, I guess I was optimistic that maybe the first 30 minutes would be for the budget, and I know, ah. that, um, <laughs> I know that you know, there may be some okay. information we'll learn about in the interim, uh, but if we do need the additional time, if we do need to split the work session, then I think we'll uh, come back and make mention that the second half of the work session may go beyond an hour. Okay, so everyone uh, just be ready for Again, that. Again, I'm, I'm optimistic we can get through the, the budget given where we are uh, in a, a little bit shorter period of time. I mean, you know, the, the two processes are in very different places. We're finalizing our budget, and to the extent that we have questions, board members have brought questions, one of them was about PLUS, for example, we wanna kind of, that we're at the point of making sure we understand where we are with things like that. This is, we're just gonna be hearing the financials for the first time. We can see it, see the presentation. We don't have to ask clarifying questions, but we don't have to have a lot of discussion. So we'll, we'll try to fit that all in and we'll make it work. Um, I do wanna make a couple of comments. I think you had a slide with uh, the grades, the bar graph that shows the grades. Um, and does it, Which, do you have the one that? It's not in here. You don't have it in there. The one that shows the growth. As the, the um, incoming students as well as the students school. that have already graduated. Now I have to do like an error diagram. With, um, so, okay, that's gonna be a little harder, but um, so I spent some time looking at those numbers though, and it's, it's, it's a very interesting thing to do and very easy. Um, and we know that um, just historically, um, there are two, really three, I guess, points um, where there's an influx of students into our system. Pre-K, of course, kindergarten, and ninth grade. Um, and when we've looked, when you follow over the years, all those other grades, you know, kids come and go, kids are moving and this and that, but all those other grades are almost extremely predictable. And Mr. Ruiz, if you, can, if, you, if you disagree with anything I'm saying, please jump in, because this is what I've observed over the years that all the, you know, that when we know the number of students in second grade, we know the number that are gonna come back in third grade, really accurately, so it's pre-K, kindergarten, and nine. So um, I took that bar, that graph, and it's in the AFSAP, the, it's, it's a public document that anyone um, can pull up. And if you look at the kids that are today in grades five through eight, or four through seven, the kids that in 2021 or 2022 are gonna fill the high schools. It's really interesting what you see in those numbers, which is that um, there are, um, if, you, if you add those numbers up, you get a number that is about 600 or 650 fewer than what your projection is, which means the entire 600 seat deficit that we're projecting in 2021 are all the influx that we think might happen. Like, so we basically have the seats for every student who's in our system right now. What we don't have seats for are the unexpected students that, are gonna, that we think are gonna come, but we don't actually know the number. And it's just an interesting, I think it's really important for us to understand what that means. That's the, that is the uncertainty, and that's the dynamic situation we're in. And what I, the reason I wish you also had that graph that we could see is you can see how, while we've had growth, it has changed over time. We are in a situation where every two years when we go into our CIP season, the picture is different than it was two years ago. And every board member up here has talked about flexibility 
and thinking flexibly. And as we go into this two-month process, I would encourage everyone here at the board table, in the community, to be flexible and open because we're looking at a changing dynamic. So that's the ninth grade. So now the kindergarten thing is also interesting, right? Because you know, you know, you use birth rates to figure out, um, you know, there's some percentage of kids who are born um, to people who live in Arlington who we expect to show up in kindergarten five years later. So those kids have been born, the, the, there, there are four years of kids who've been born, but once we get to the kindergarten class of 2021, as Ms. Dengel likes to point out, we're, after we're, when we're projecting 2022 and beyond for elementary, we're totally basing it on historical trends, right? It, those kids have not been born. We're looking at what we've seen happen, and we're assuming that's going to continue, but we really don't know because those kids have not been born. So again, as we get to that second half of our thinking about the second 10 years in our um, CIP, when we're thinking about elementary, that's something that could change as we actually see these things play out. So again, I'm saying all this because there's a lot of dynamism going on in the system and where kids are coming and how many are coming at any point in time and we need to think about different ways, you know, putting a lot of ideas on the table and thinking about how to do this. Um, so it's a two-month process. I recognize it's not as, you know, um, uh, extensive as some of the community processes we've had. Um, the last two CIPs, the school board has made some decisions but left other details to, you know, be fleshed out later. I wouldn't be surprised if that's how this has to go because, um, you know, there's only so much we can get done. We're going to work every day and do as much as we can. Um, but again, I just, I really want to encourage everyone to remember that, you know, um, there's a lot, a lot for us to absorb and understand. We have great plans in place, um, but we really, really want to be thinking about um, as many different ways of making this work as we can. Uh, so, uh, with that, if there, sure. Um, may I ask a question? Can you, in our projections, which we've been using for many, many years, and I know you've been really digging into those, have we not been pretty much spot on with our projections? Are we not within one to two percent of our projections? We have been. I think what we saw this year was a little different at high school, where we had some different trends at high school. We had fewer ninth graders come in, which is usually how natural many? Point. Hang on. 150. 150. Okay. Yeah. Are we still within our projections? We're a little bit outside. Okay. But, yeah. My point is that we are within our projections. And the last CIP, Dr. Cannon, we put TBD on secondary seats. So two years later, we made a decision of what to do with those secondary seats. And I'm, I'm really concerned that if we continue to say TBD, 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 we are gonna get back in another situation where we don't have seats when we need them. So while I appreciate what you're saying, I think there comes a point where you make decisions. And, and I am all about building highly flexible seats, but I don't believe in putting it off and saying, mm, you know, maybe we won't get those kids that we've historically always gotten. And I'm, I'm very, very concerned about this, as you can tell, and I, I, I'm concerned about not producing the seats we need for the students when they come. I, I, let me be clear. What I'm saying is we're at the beginning of a planning process. We're going to be working every day for the next two months on this planning process. No decisions are being made today. There's no vote. There's, in fact, no vote until, is it June 21st? 
that we vote on the CIP. There will be a lot of discussion, a lot of updates, a lot of looking at costs and numbers and things like that. And um, so I would, uh, you know, ask the community to please work with us and um, stay tuned, stay engaged, send us your comments, and, um, and we will continue to work. But the point is there's, we're at the beginning of a planning process. No decisions have been made. And with that, shall we go on to our next item? Thank you so much for your um, coming out.